Oh, aye, aye, Captain, you got it. And if they want to drink Merlot, we're drinking Merlot. Oh, no, if anybody orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot! Okay, okay, <laughs> relax, Miles. Jesus, no Merlot. Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. On today's episode of the podcast, I will be discussing 2004 Sideways. I'll be giving my quick thoughts on the new horror thriller movie, Megan, which came out a couple of weeks ago, but is already available on streaming. And then I will also, towards the beginning of the podcast here in just a few minutes, talk a little bit about the Oscar nominees. Um, I'll be going through the Best Picture category just giving my thought on the Oscar nominees in 2022 kind of as a whole. Um, so that part of the podcast will just, it'll be pretty quick. Um, it'll be a few minutes um, before I get into the reviews. But to start today's podcast, I will just go over the two big mo- movie releases of the week. And those are Infinity Pool starring Alexander Skarsgård, all about a vacation gone wrong. That's literally all I know about it. And that's all I want to know. I haven't seen the trailer for it, uh, but I'm excited to check this one out. Critics so far are liking it, so I will be watching that sometime in the next few weeks. The other movie is Netflix's big January release. I believe it's written and possibly directed by Jonah Hill. Um, Also stars Eddie Murphy, and that is You People. Unfortunately, this is a movie that the critics are not liking. Um... They're, the movie's trying to find this balance between this uh, social commentary and kind of the comedy that is interweaved in with it. And supposedly the balance is really, really off. And it seems like the movie lacks direction from what I read from the little write-ups um, from critics. But I'm planning on skipping that one. Oscar nominations came out over the last week. and. Wow, looking at it, it just is it's a reminder that 2022 is a very weak year uh, when it comes to film. And that is most clearly seen with the best picture nominees, um, which I have not seen all of, to be fair, um, all of which I will see at some point. I've seen, let's see, there's 10 of them, and I have seen six of them, which is actually lower than it normally is. Usually I would have seen most of them by now. Um, but I'll just go through the nominees a little bit, um, give my thoughts on some of the films. Uh, two of these I'm actually planning on checking out over the next week. Um, and that's that's actually where I'll start. And those two movies that I'm planning on checking out here, probably over the next week, maybe two weeks, um, All Quiet on the Western Front, which is currently streaming on Netflix. Movie that I've been wanting, meaning to watch, um, but just for some reason I've not sat, sat down and watched it. Um, probably just, I'm just not in the mood for a war film. Um, There was a year, maybe a year or two ago where I sat down and I watched most of the highly critically acclaimed war films that I had not seen. And yeah, I just haven't been in the mood ever since. Um, But supposedly All Quiet on the Western Front is just absolutely fantastic. So planning on checking that one out. Uh, The other one that I'm planning on checking out here pretty soon stars Woody Harrelson, and that is Triangle of Sadness. It's also nominated for Best Director. Um, a movie that I um, am going to watch here, like I said, just like All Quiet on the Western Front, going to watch here pretty soon. A movie I know know very much about, so excited to check that one out. Um, the other two that I haven't seen are uh, Women Talking, which once it's in theaters, I'm definitely going to check that one out. And the other one is an HBO Max 
movie now. Um, I think it released in theaters, but a movie that I'm absolutely not excited about because it is a biopic and it is a biopic about an artist that I care little to <laughs> nothing about. And that is Elvis. Um, and I know it's a Lerman movie and I just don't like the visual aesthetic of his movies. Um, it doesn't matter really how the storytelling is. Um, he did the great Gatsby he did Moulin Rouge. Um, he just does these movies where it seems like it's just all style and all this glitz and glamour. And I just absolutely just, yeah, I can't stand it. So I'm going to, I'm going to sit through that movie because it's, it's nominated for best picture. It's also nominated for best actor. So um, I will be sitting through it, but it's definitely, when I look at this list, it is the one that I am the least excited about. Um, but those are the four I haven't seen. Um, the six that I have seen Top Gun Maverick, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, um, The Banshees of Inertia, and The Fablemans, Avatar, The Way of Water, and Tar. Um, if you are going to check out just one movie on that list, I would say Tar is the go-to. Kate Blanchett is definitely going to win for Best Actress. At least I hope so. I think that's her third Oscar win, but she absolutely deserves it. This is probably her best performance. Um, between this between her performance in Tar and Blue Jasmine, it's like I go back and forth, but I really think... She just absolutely kills it in Tar. Um, the Banshees movie is a, is a movie I've talked about that I just... It was a little bit of a letdown for me. I absolutely love the cinematography, but the storytelling, the themes in it are things that I'm interested in. Uh, like how, how one should spend their time, especially as you get older. Um, I think it's something we all kind of grapple with and like what friendships we should keep, what friendships we should let go. Uh, how much should I focus on art? How much should I focus on this? What kind of legacy am I leaving? So a lot of people grapple with those things. And I think that's interesting. But for some reason, I don't know that some of the characters weren't as interesting as kind of the themes of the, the story were. I don't know. Um, the Fablemans talked about it very recently. Um, and then the two kind of mainstream hits, Avatar, The Way of Water and Top Gun Maverick are two movies that normally wouldn't be nominated, but 2022 being as weak as it was and the Academy trying to get more people interested in the Oscars. Um, I think that's definitely why those two are nominated there. I absolutely love Top Gun Maverick, talked about it a bunch. And then Avatar, The Way of Water, I enjoyed. I liked it a lot more than the first one. Um, so it's kind of fun to see both of those on there. Um, and lastly, I'll just talk yeah, everything everywhere all at once more movie. It has 11 nominations, which I believe ties Titanic and return of the King just off the top of my head. I think that's a ties the record. Um, but everything everywhere all at once was a movie that I wanted to love a movie where maybe it was the, just the story between the mother and the daughter wasn't so interesting to me. Maybe it was just too far out there. But I, I feel like I need to check this one out again because I I don't know. So many people just absolutely love this movie and I had a hard time with it. Um, but I want more movies to be like this. I want more movies to take chances. I want more movies to take these original ideas and do things that we've never seen before. And that's the only movie on this list that I think does that. And I think that it should be celebrated just for that. It's very, very well made. Um, it's very well acted as a lot of the actors um, in the movie are nominated. Um, but yeah, it's a movie I want to give a second chance to. 
because I, I love the visuals. I, I love that they went with um, an idea that they had. It just, yeah, it didn't come together for me in the way I was thinking it would. I don't know. I don't know, but I need to check it out again. Maybe I will revisit on it on a podcast here at uh, some point. But on to the review portion of today's podcast. Thank you for listening to my Oscar rambles. Um, the nominee lists are online if you want to check them out. I'm planning on checking out as much as I can. I usually get pretty close to seeing everything. Um, so maybe as we get closer to the actual uh, ceremony, maybe I can talk a little bit more in depth about who I think should win in each category. I think that would be a fun podcast. Um, but I have a quick take review today, and that is Megan, um, a new movie about a doll. Um, and if you watch the trailer, you're going to be like, okay, this is just child's play. Um, but no, they definitely give it a very modern twist. Um, it's a movie about how technology is running our lives. And it's also a movie about parenting and what we do um, and how we handle loss and grief. And there's just a lot going on to this movie. There's a surprising depth to it behind all the horror elements and the humor mixed in here. Cause there is, it definitely is comedic horror. Um, if I had to give it the genre. Um, there's nothing truly that horrifying in this. There's not that many jump scares. It's, it's almost, it's reminiscent of kind of taking a twilight. I mean, talking Tina in the twilight zone episode, obviously kind of was the first, um, to take this genre of horror and like it's, it was responsible for child's play and it's responsible for Megan and all of these movies, the Annabelle movies again, starts with that twilight zone episode. This movie feels like a black mirror episode in a way. Um, Alison Williams is this, uh, engineer at this toy company and she is working along with a few coworkers on this doll. Um, that is, very, very human-like, um, scarily so. And when Allison Williams uh, takes custody of her niece after a terrible car accident in which the niece's uh, parents are killed, so Allison Williams' sister and um, brother-in-law, um, Allison Williams decides to take this doll, Megan, uh, home that she was working on to help her niece kind of get through the grieving process and have a friend. But then it's very clear that the way the doll was programmed, that the doll is overprotective and anyone that kind of uh, makes Allison Williams niece feel bad, uh, the doll will go after. Um, so it's, it's nothing like there's a lot of things that have been done in the past, but, this movie, I think, does it in an original way. There's a reason that critics really like this movie and the audience members like this movie. There's a reason that it's already been greenlit for a sequel um, and it's that it's popular. And I think that this movie did things the right way. I don't think it's this fantastic, incredible piece of filmmaking, but I think if you do watch it, um, you will have a good time. Uh, I think it's it's a good popcorn movie and it actually raises some interesting questions. Um, and I think 
a lot of parents could really actually benefit from watching this movie, which is a sentence and an idea and a thought that I thought I wouldn't ever say or share about this movie um, because after watching the trailer a few months back, I was like, oh, this movie looks terrible. But uh, yeah, it's, it is it is definitely the first surprise of the year. I know it's only January, but usually January releases are very weak. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasant surprise. So uh, if you are a fan of the horror genre, um, if you are a fan of Black Mirror, uh, I would definitely recommend checking out Megan, but don't plan on being too scared by it. Why are you so into Pino? <laughs> I mean, it's like a thing with you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's a hard grape to grow, as you know, right? So it's, uh, it's thin skin, temperamental ripens early it's you know it's not a survivor like cabernet which can just grow anywhere and uh, thrive even when it's neglected no pino needs constant care and attention and on to the main event and that is 2004 sideways directed by alexander payne starring paul giamatti thomas hayden church sandra o and virginia madsen um, this is the story of Miles, um, who is a depressed teacher and this unsuccessful writer. He's trying to get his uh, book manuscript published. It's a very, very complicated manuscript, and no one seems to be going for it, um, which is just adding to his depression. Um, but he decides to visit wine country with his friend Jack, played by Thomas Hayden Church. Um, Thomas Hayden Church's character is getting married. Um, and Jack is also, not only is he getting married, but he's this uh, actor who was once successful, but is now struggling to find work. So even though Miles and Jack are very, very different, and those differences really add to the comedic moments in this movie, even though they're so different, they are both struggling in their own way. Um Again, Miles struggling to get his book published. Jack struggling to find meaningful work. Um, Jack also happens to be somewhat of a player and is not really caring that he is getting married over the weekend. He is, um, yeah, he is just out uh, looking to get with women while Miles is kind of, he is there for the wine and he is still trying to get over his divorce. Um, but they end up meeting Two women, uh, one played by Sandra Oh and one played by Virginia Madsen. Uh, Paul Giamatti's Miles falls in love with Virginia Madsen's character. And Thomas Hayden Church says, <laughs> his character Jack says he has fallen in love with Sandra Oh's character. But again, they ended up, they just met um, and it's kind of a whirlwind romance. Uh, this movie is... A, a drama at heart, but I think the co the comedic elements of this movie work even better um, than the dramatic elements for me personally. Um, but it's a movie where that when I look at it and when I rewatched it, I, I I could nitpick here and there, but for the most part, it it's a movie that doesn't have very many weaknesses. Um, there's one sequence with them wrecking a car that seems tonally a little, I don't know, um, a little off from the rest of the script. But for the most part, 
this is one of my favorite screenplays of all time. I ended up reading the screenplay as I was watching. Um, they ended up cutting out quite a bit from the final script. Um, there were just more sequences of Miles and Jack visiting more bars, um, trying sampling more wine. Um, but I feel like the editing and what the final product um, for this movie is, is just absolutely perfect. Um, the best sequence of this movie is probably the one that, I played a short clip of before I got into this review and there's this scene where Paul Giamatti delivers this, uh, this heartfelt monologue about why he likes Pinot, why he likes that wine. And then Virginia Madsen's character delivers an equally powerful monologue herself. Um, it's just interesting to me that Virginia Madsen was nominated for an Oscar, same with uh, Thomas Hayden church, but then, Paul Giamatti was not nominated here, and he's so, so good in this movie. Um, American Splendor is the other movie he was very, very well known for before this one. Um, in both movies, he just delivers such such great performances. I don't know, I didn't, and I didn't look up if he was nominated or even won for American Splendor. I feel like he was nominated but didn't win, but that's just off the top of my head. Um, this is a movie that Roger Ebert loved, gave it four out of four stars. I would also give it four out of four stars. Um, I remembered really, really enjoying it, but rewatching it again, I was uh, laughing and I, I never, it's, it's pretty rare that I, I laugh out loud, um, while watching movies, but I did for this one. Um, it's just, it's a movie with a lot of heart. Um, and it's, it's, it's a powerful one. Um, in the fact that like you have all of the, these characters that are so obviously flawed in miles and Jack, um, and maybe you won't find yourself rooting for Jack so much, but even through all the mistakes that miles was making and the way he was handling things, which were very childish in this movie, at the end of the day, you're still rooting for him, which says something about the writing, says something about the acting and just says something about every part of this movie. Um, if you haven't checked out sideways, um, you absolutely need to do yourself a favor and check this one out. Um, and while you're at it, you can check out more of Alexander Payne's, uh, filmography as well. I would highly recommend, uh, checking out Nebraska, um, another Alexander Payne film, um, that I think just works very, very well. Um, as well as 2011's The Descendants, um, starring George Clooney, who is actually considered for the part of Miles, and I'm so glad that they went with Paul Giamatti. The fact that, again, during when this was filmed, the fact that they went with actors um, that weren't household names, does it, this was before Grey's Anatomy for Sandra Oh, um, this was before any sort of blockbusters for Paul Giamatti. Thomas Hayden Church wasn't landing these huge roles, and neither was Virginia Madsen. They were in some movies before this, but not that many. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that unknown cast works very, very well for this movie, even though if you watch it today, you'll know these actors probably from other things. But um, when this movie came out, I think that definitely helped it. So, yeah, like I said, if you haven't seen the movie Sideways, do yourself a favor. Check it out. Check out The Descendants. Check out Nebraska. Um, I think Alexander Payne's three best movies um, and ones that I think you will definitely enjoy. And for next week's episode of the podcast, 
Get ready. Buckle up. Today's a training day, Officer Hoyt. Show you around, give you a taste of the business, you know? I supervise five officers. You could be number six if you act right. I will do anything you want me to do. Good. Listen, everyone's telling you how lucky you are. Don't screw this up. Right, jeez. Police officer! Get away from the girl! You got mad squabbles, boy. You let him go. What more you want? I want justice. Is that not justice? That's street justice. What's wrong with street justice? 2001's Training Day, starring Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. A movie that I, until I watched it this last week, I don't think I had ever seen the middle of. I'd seen the beginning, um, and I'd seen the ending multiple times, but I had never seen the middle of this movie. Um, And I'm excited to talk about it next week. It's a movie that definitely has problems if you think about it too hard. But if you just go and just plan on having a good time and just shut your brain off, you will, I guarantee you, you will, you will have fun with this movie. Um, it is currently streaming on Hulu if you do want to check it out before next week's episode. Uh, but thank you for listening to today's and I will be back next Saturday reviewing Training Day.